Remote or hybrid work? That is the question. In today's episode, I will share my ideas and thoughts on these topics from a leader's point of view. Hey guys, welcome to the next episode of Leadership Juice, a podcast on leadership and management topics. My name is Gergő Bogdan, and I am the host of this podcast. Thank you for joining me today, and let's deep dive in our topic. Almost all of us started our careers in an office environment, five days a week, usually from 9 to 5 or 9 to 6, depending on your lunchtime. This has been ongoing for decades, people rushing to the office Monday morning, either by public transport or driving, or by riding a bike, taking a taxi, whatever ensured that they arrived to the office. In 2019, the world has changed. COVID arrived and most of us and most of the office employees had to get used to a new way of work, working from home. Not only working from home, rather being home for months, close together with their families, without seeing friends and trying to do their work, their daily job in the most productive way as possible. It was a very intensive and frustrating period for the majority of people. But still, these people were among the luckiest ones because they could still do their jobs, get paid, and get along. Now we are in 2022, and the world seems to be getting back to the normal rhythm. Covid is slowly going away, restaurants and bars are open, people can travel. Restrictions will loosen up, all these results in a happier population all over the world. From a professional perspective, this brings us new challenges, both for employees, both for employers, and of course managers. Let's discuss this today and let's try to understand why the question is so complex. As always, I am happy to get your feedback on my work and I'm very much interested in your opinion. So please reach out to me and share your thoughts. So you could ask, what is this challenge, what I am talking about? You know, everything seems to be back on track. People are happy. Uh, They can do their work. They can go back to the office and everything is improving. The topic of getting back to the office or what kind of a setup a company uses and what kind of setup applies for the future, I think has a great impact on their employees. And some questions appear like, okay, but what does actually hybrid and remote work mean for a company? And what are the advantages of one or the other? What are disadvantages of these? What is the motivation of putting people back into the office environment? Why do some or most of the employees react severely to this topic? What does hybrid and remote work mean from a legal perspective? Will this split the job market? Who prefers remote work? Who prefers hybrid work? Can hybrid or remote work be an option only in certain life scenarios of an employee? Are companies actually set up for a fully remote setup? What would be the impact of enforcing hybrid or remote work to employees? What changes a company needs in order to be very successful within a remote or hybrid setup? So I think all of these are very interesting topics and we can just go one by one and and discuss them. What does hybrid work mean? Well, this is a setup when you are working from the office a couple of days a week and the rest of the week is worked from your home. The different setup can be like every week you spend two days in the office or every second week in the office, or maybe you are in the office at the beginning of a project for a couple of days, and then the project work can be done at home. And maybe at the project delivery, you can again go back to the office for a couple of days. 
There's also another setup, like where you can work for a couple of months in the office and then a couple of months from home. So all these are various setups of hybrid work. So this might be suited for different projects or different companies or even different business domains. But this is on a high level what a hybrid setup is. So the other setup is a fully remote setup. What does this really mean? In a fully remote setup, in theory, all the employees are working in a remote environment. This means that they are not going to the office, or very rarely, once a month, every other month, once in a quarter. In a remote setup, the employees are doing their jobs in their home or in any other place where they want. And there's a difference between a home office setup and a fully remote setup. And we will cover this later on in the podcast. But basically, this opens up a possibility to the company to hire people from everywhere around the world, or at least from a larger geographical area than compared to a hybrid setup. From a legal perspective, we need to differentiate remote work and hybrid work. And actually, within hybrid work, we also call it maybe home office part of it. But in a remote work setup, literally, the employee is working remotely. We don't specify any working locations. In a hybrid setup, when employees need to work from home and then from the office or from the office and from home, we have different legal setup. If let's say somebody is working from home and they break a glass and they cut their hand, can that be considered a work accident? In many cases it can be. It really depends on the local legislations and also the country where you're located in. Of course, if this happens in the office, that's quite obvious, it's a work accident. What happens if in a hybrid setup, let's suppose that our employee, during the period when she would need to work from home, she's working from, I don't know, the beach or from a coffee shop. What if something happens there? Then the question is, how is that legally covered? Can that be considered a work accident or is that something different? And this is always a gray area and we have to be very cautious of this. So let's cover some basics. What are the advantages of remote work? Well, first and foremost, I think saving time on commute. And that's a huge advantage, I think, for most of the people. Like in bigger cities, the commute to work can be somewhere between 30, 40 minutes up to one, one and a half hour, depending on public transport, driving, biking, whatever that might be. Since they are saving this time, opens up new opportunities. And as we've seen during the last three years since 2019, usually employees who don't commute to work, they still start the work in time or even earlier. And in many cases, the employees who who like their job and who feel valued spend this time, the commuting time, with work, which of course adds a plus to their career, but also has an advantage for the company. The other advantages of a remote setup is like seeing some details or getting into some details of a personal space of the colleagues. Like I'm pretty sure that most of you have been in a video call where either a dog or a child come into the video call or the person had to step away because a delivery popped by or their wife or their spouse asked something from. In an office setup, you would rarely see the colleague's dog or child, uh, or how is their room, how is their work setup. I think this gives a lot of insight into people's lives. The flexible work time. So as mentioned earlier, there is time saved on commuting. And sometimes people reallocate this time 
and shift a little bit the working hours. Like let's say you have been commuting one hour in the morning to get in the office by 9 a.m. But if you start now at 8 a.m. and maybe finish one hour early, that's the perfect spot for you and the perfect solution. And as I, as I mentioned earlier, one of the biggest difference, I think, and one of the positive differences for the companies is that the geographical area where they can hire and look for talent is widened. Like imagine in, in a hybrid setup or in a office setup, a five days a week office setup, commuting and the commute time is definitely something what people take into consideration when they apply for a job. Now, if we remove this commuting aspect of it, then if your company is located in a city, but the candidate is living maybe 100 miles away, it's not an issue. But if they would need to travel 100 miles each day and two times, like once to the office and getting back home, I'm not sure that they would be that willing to join your company. Okay, we've seen the advantages of a remote setup. What are the disadvantages of a remote setup? And I think the biggest disadvantage is isolation and being isolated. Like imagine people who don't have a family and they are working in a fully remote setup and the people who they've met in the last two to three years was maybe friends, but in most of the cases only the colleagues and online. So this definitely puts a pressure on people and this definitely creates a sense of not belonging anywhere. This can lead to different issues. Like in the last two and a half years, I've seen people burn out because what they do is they don't really have options to socialize. So what they do is they deep dive into work. They work maybe 10, 12 hours a day for many, many months and they just burn out. The other disadvantage of, of a remote work is maybe the supplies and the support what you can get. Like maybe a simplest thing of getting logged out from a system is a struggle to get it resolved in a remote setup. But let's, let's not go that deep. Let's start earlier when the entire remote work became a de facto than just having a proper webcam and audio setup or maybe just a proper internet connection was an issue. Let's not even talk about whiteboards and maybe printers um, or shared brainstorming sessions or any kind of issue with their company computer or laptop. The other disadvantage is a disconnect from the team. I think that is obvious. Like there is no real social gathering. There are no discussions when drinking a coffee. There are no common lunches together with the team. And this creates again a disconnect and isolation. And from our perspective as managers, I think it adds also challenges because from our perspective, it's harder to monitor the performance. It's harder to support a team member. It's harder to make sure they feel good and they feel happy. And the other way around, the employees can also feel detached from their managers. Like depending on the set of what you're working in, and maybe if you're working in a matrix organization, it can happen that you are not working with your direct reports. Maybe you just have the weekly or bi-weekly one-on-one meetings with them. And that is the only source of information which you have to determine how well are they feeling at the company. This definitely adds challenges and we can cover some techniques later on on how to bypass these issues. So getting back to the initial question, what are the disadvantages of, of remote work? I think there are a few others as well, besides the one which I already mentioned. I think everything or most of the things has to be planned out. There's no really spontaneity in it. Like 
I just cannot go over to Jim's desk and ask him about a, an issue I'm having or have a brainstorming session. I have to look at his calendar. I have to set up a meeting or ping him on chat, ask whether it's convenient or not, and then we can sit down and discuss the details. Sharing information, I think, is a challenge in a remote setup because person A is talking with person B. Uh, they take a decision, they discuss an issue, but nobody else is hearing that unless it's documented or shared on a wider meeting with, with the team. In the office, when you have an issue and you discuss with your colleague or you brainstorm something, the other colleagues sitting in the office, they can hear what you are talking about. And that's also spreading the information, but it's not consciously done. The other issue with, uh, with remote setup is less social interaction with the team. That's not always true, but usually that is the case. And also from a manager perspective, onboarding new joiners, I think, is very hard in a remote setup. So we as managers, we need to make sure that they have the proper tools, they have the proper connections, they have information what is needed to do their work. We have to make sure that if they cannot reach people, they are not blocked. So definitely onboarding and making sure that all the information is available for new joiners, I think in a remote setup is quite challenging. As things are stabilizing in the world, then companies are trying to, to bring people back to the office. And most of the companies are starting with a hybrid setup. And, you know, we could ask why are companies doing it? There are multiple reasons why companies want employees back in the office. I think first and foremost, teamwork and collaboration. So we all know that a team is working better than a set of individual contributors on different tasks. When people work together, there is synergy. They help each other. They are much more creative together. A set of new ideas spark when they are discussing. And let's not forget the biggest aspect of it. Like we humans are social beings. Throughout the history, it was proven that isolated people can have severe mental disorders. So being isolated for a longer period of time, despite the fact that you may be having video chat or just regular chat messages, it's not the same as going to the office or meeting people in the office or having a lunch together or just discussing about hobbies or life or news. The other aspect is learning. Within an office environment, I think people are exposed to a wider range of information. And in many cases, this information is related to the business side of the company. So picking up business knowledge is much easier in the office rather than staying home alone in front of a computer. From our perspective as managers, I think getting back to the office has an insanely high value. As said earlier, like there are disadvantages of onboarding people and making sure that they are happy. Like within an office setup, we can observe our colleagues and our direct reports. We can see we can see on their body language if something is not right or they feel uncomfortable. We can also hear better the intonation of their voice. How are they talking? Last but not least, we can support them easier. I think just getting up from your desk and going to your manager and asking for something is an easier way and a much more human way than just typing something to them or asking for a call officially and then joining the call and discussing the details. I know that all of these remote setups have been working quite well in some companies, but there are other cases depending on the employees and their personality where this can generate frustration and it can lead to avoiding conversations from the employee perspective. 
I think most of us as managers have seen people reacting severely to getting back to hybrid setup. And I was wondering why is that? I think there are quite a few reasons for that. As funny as it sounds, most likely the first reason is the fear of being left out, a fear of missing out, a FOMO. Like imagine you are sitting 100 miles away from the office. Most of the team members who you are working with can get into an office three days a week. But for you, that's an insane challenge. It's time consuming. It's maybe a lot of money. Maybe you cannot resolve that setup uh, with the family or with the kids. This ends up you being three days away from your colleagues and missing all the discussions and social interactions, what they do or what they have in the office. This clearly has disadvantages. So just from a career perspective and from the perspective of, of being part of a team and just feeling included in that team is very challenging. So one aspect was team inclusion or the fear of missing out from team interactions. The second one also related to this is again the commuting time. As said in the previous example, in some cases people just live too far away from the office. It's not that they are not willing to go back to the office and it's not about not meeting people. It's rather about spending time in public transport or in car, which is simply just too much. And let's say if you have to commute one and a half hour one way to the office and one and a half hour the other way, then suddenly your eight hour workday has become 11 hours. And yeah, we all know that maybe you can read a book, listen to a podcast, listen to some audio books, um, or maybe do some, some work on the road. But that's not ideal, I think for many people, at least the ones who have family. And maybe the third aspect of it is the people who have been employed during COVID or they have changed jobs. The default setup was a home office or remote setup. And suddenly this seems to be changing. So they can feel that they have been a little bit tricked. This is not what they have signed up for. Because usually when people change jobs, they take also this aspect into consideration. Commuting, how much time is spent in the office, how much time is spent with the colleagues, are there social interactions, how big is the team, how often do we meet. And all these points contribute to a decision when somebody changes a job. So I think if people feel a little bit offended by getting back to a hybrid setup or maybe a fully office setup, then it has some validity in it. So us as leaders and also managers, we in many cases are responsible for recruitment and making sure that we have a healthy team. And looking at this hybrid and remote work setup, we can ask the question, will this split the market? In a sense, will there be people who prefer a fully remote setup or people who prefer a hybrid setup? Splitting the job market is an interesting question. Simply because even now, and also on job advertising sites, you can already filter for fully remote positions or hybrid, or maybe full-time in the office positions. And I think the last years have changed the status quo. And now people are just not willing to get back to the office. And to be honest, in most of the cases, why would they be? Like, let's look at maybe the US overall or the European market. Like, in the US, 
you can sit in Arizona and maybe be employed in New York or in LA. And there's no issue with that, with the remote setup. The same is true for the European Union. You can sit in Poland, but you can work for a company in Spain. Or you can sit in Spain and you can work for a company in Germany. And what this brings with itself is a change also in salaries and in compensations. So I think it is clear the job market has changed. And by the fact that in a remote setup, people have a wider geographical area where they can look for work. And this also has a positive impact on their income. This clearly sets up different boundaries for different people. So I definitely think that the future of the work will tend towards a fully remote setup. But there will be always people who would prefer an office setup. I think it is very important to distinguish between getting back to the office and working in an office environment and socializing the team. So to answer the question whether the remote and hybrid setup will split the market, I think it's obvious that it already did. I think now companies have to adapt a little bit, have to embrace this new mentality of employees or future employees. I would like to pinpoint a few takeaways followers since this is a podcast for us leaders and managers to learn from each other and try to improve our lives and also our team's lives. So definitely what we should focus on when either changing or introducing a new working setup is to consider what is the best for the team. When we are talking about getting people back to the office and in a way maybe imposing this by introducing a hybrid work setup, then I think us as managers, we should be aware of that in the last two, three years, most of our employees have been with the company and with the team, and they most likely did a good job since they are still with us. So introducing a new setup should always be done very consciously, trying to streamline and iron out all the questions and uncertain situations what employees might have there. This is again something what us as managers, we need to discuss with employees. Maybe if possible, let's do a survey um, about getting back to the office if till the current point everybody was remote. I think listening to our employees is something very important. And let's not forget that us as managers, we are there to support them. The second aspect what we should take a look at is also the individual aspect. Maybe there are people who are in a life situation where only remote work is an option for them. Maybe they have a new baby. Maybe they have a new dog. And for a couple of weeks or a couple of months, they would prefer a fully remote work. I think that's understandable. And us as leaders, we should be supportive of this. Of course, we should also take into consideration what is the best for the company. And I think I think a company is doing well if all the teams who are working on their products or on their services are doing well. And I think these three aspects or these three points, like what is the best for the team, what is the best for the individual, and what is the best for the company, give us a good overview of how a process should be ended, introduced, uh, or set up. As a side note, I think we as managers also need to be supportive. Like just look at the commute time. As I said, the examples with somebody having a new baby, or somebody having a difficult situation with an elderly one in the family. All of these can be a contributing factor on their preferred way of work. 
when introducing a change, let's say your company wants to move from a remote setup to a hybrid setup, I think it is important to give time to people to accommodate. In 2019, the change was very quick and very abrupt. In a couple of weeks time, everybody's working environment has changed. I think now when we can control how do we introduce change, we should give it a little bit of more time. If you prefer having a hybrid setup in your company, that's fine, I think. But then what you be have to mindful of is that people's lives have changed. And in the last two to three years, everybody got into a different routine. They set up their lives, taking into consideration the remote working setup. If we want to change that, if we want to make sure that they can come to the office, then we have to give them time to replan and readjust their lifestyle. That was it for today. Thanks for listening to this episode. I hope there was some useful information for you. And as always, I'm happy to hear your feedback. Please reach out to me. See you in the next episode.